Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host and former waterer of the grass in my backyard, which I guess is not allowed anymore. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's great to be with you today, as it is every single weekday from 3 to 5. And uh, you can give me a call and join the conversation at any time. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to the show. Email me that way. I know it's not always convenient to call people while you're sitting at work or doing something else, but you can email SoCalLive at KKLA.com, and uh, we get that in time to put your comments on the air. We'll do that. 888-528-2557 is the number. Give us a call. Uh, we're in Southern California, which is experiencing a drought. Have you noticed that? And, you know, I think about, uh, does the drought affect my coffee? It might. You know, you got to put water in there at some point, right? It depends. Some of us put less than others. You know, it thickens it up a little bit, gets you ready for the afternoon. Do you drink coffee like that? That's why I started. I worked at a uh, company where I was first in in the morning. I get there at 5 in the morning every day. And uh, I didn't drink coffee, actually, before working at this place. And I was always super busy when I first got there. I didn't have time to go in the break room and make coffee, but there would be coffee that was sitting there from the overnight guards that had been there for six hours probably. We called it the guard coffee, and it was pretty much uh, oil. You could uh, run your car off of it. And, uh, you know, once you drink that, you can drink anything. And we might have to go back to that. It didn't seem like it had a lot of water in it at all. Anyway, I've got my coffee ready for this afternoon in our conversation together and uh, water shortage in California, that's the big Southern California news, particularly in the Los Angeles area. Water restrictions, did you know this, going into effect on June 1st. And all watering is to be stopped by September 1st if there's not enough cutbacks. That's how bad the draft, the the, uh, the drought is. Uh, so we've been here before. We remember we had, uh, it seems like we're always in a drought. Since I was a little kid, it always seems like we've had a drought. My dad, I remember my dad always talking about, oh, we're having a drought, we're having a drought. And we lived in the desert, the high desert, so I guess in the desert you have a drought. We're all pretty much in the desert, I think, right? So we're having a drought. It ended a couple of years. Last drought, which was super bad, ended a, a couple of years ago. And uh, when we got downpours uh, all winter long, and that helped a lot. But the drought is back. This is the third year, and they're saying it's one of the worst droughts we've ever had. I don't know if you take a look at the pictures. In the L.A. Times, there was a, a picture of a dock on a uh, a lake, and it, the, the in the picture, the water is so low on this dock that I'm not even sure you could put a boat in there. It's so low, and we see that uh, that's Diamond Valley Lake in Hemet. That is the picture they're showing there, and they're showing that kind of uh, water supply problem everywhere, Lake Mead, other places where we get our water. And so Southern California officials on Tuesday took the unprecedented step of, this is the LA Times, the unprecedented step of declaring a water storage emergency. Is that unprecedented? It seems like we've done that before. I don't know. Unprecedented and ordering outdoor usage be restricted to just one day a week for about 6 million people in parts of Los Angeles, Ventura, and San Bernardino counties. I imagine there'll be similar restrictions in uh, the rest of Southern California by the summertime. And uh, these outdoor watering restrictions will take effect June 1st under the decision by the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California. And um, they said, here's the quote, Adele, I probably will mess up how to pronounce his name, uh, Hagkhalil, I think is how you say his name, Adele Hagkhalil, the district's general manager, water district, Metropolitan Water District's general manager, He said, we're seeing conditions unlike anything we have seen before. 
we need serious demand reductions. All right, so they have sent out the the alarm. Question for you, what are you going to do to save water? We've been here before, and what kinds of things have worked for you to save water? The governor asked us to save water last year, and everybody ignored him. And uh, I think he asked us for 15% uh, to hold back 15%, and we're, we held back about 0.2%, which is probably an accident. You know, whenever it's like that, it's like, well, that's that's... <laughs> That's not really enough of a difference to say it was on purpose, I think. So we're going to have some work to do together to make sure that we've got enough water. And um, that's a, a curiosity I have. What are some suggestions you have for helping with the water shortage? What have you done that's worked? How have you coped before with the water shortages? Did you tear apart your lawn? Did you take out your your grass? Um, all kinds of things that you can do. Give us a call, 888-528-2557. Let us know. How do you respond to this? What can we do together? 888-528-2557. What are some of your concerns that you might have with the water restrictions that are coming, coming June 1st, and they're going to get very severe in September 1st, I guess, if we haven't uh, withheld. Um, If you get into the article, there are several things that it points out. Um. The Water Board has never taken this kind of step, so I guess it is unprecedented um, to a certain degree. We've had droughts before, so something they're doing, I think it's the water storage is what they're worried about. We just may not have have enough. Uh, It says, in order to limit outdoor watering to one day a week, June 1st, and here's where we stand. California's drought is now in its third year. It has become the driest on record, so this is the driest one, and it has been intensified by hotter temperatures unleashed by climate change. With uh, so that's uh, what they're we're talking about, and uh, that's what I kind of wonder about. We've we've had droughts like my whole life. It seems like we have drought. It does seem like we've been constantly in a drought. How much of that is, you know, by climate change? Is that really the reason? Is this a normal cycle? Uh, most people are saying it's climate change, and obviously people argue about what causes the climate change. Do you have climate change anxiety? That's a, there's a whole lot of articles out today about climate change anxiety. Maybe we'll get to that if you got that. Uh, I'm not terribly worried about it, but I do think we should t- take care of our environment. You know, there are things that we can do, regardless of what you believe about climate change. There are things that that we can do that we should do anyway, right? What are some of those ideas? What do you got? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. That's the number. Uh, the latest U.S. Drought Monitor update released Thursday showed more than ninety five percent of California in severe or extreme drought up from 66% just three months ago. So it's gotten very, very dry. And I think you've noticed that. The pictures are pretty clear. The reservoirs and the lakes, uh, very, very dry. And uh, California is not really conserving water uh, as well as we could. I mentioned we ignored Governor Newsom, who called on us to uh, reduce the water. Here's what he, here's what he wanted. Yeah, we only uh, used 0.2% less water after he asked us to... Uh, uh, slow down by 15%. So, And you, the thing is, is that we probably never heard that. I actually didn't know that until I read this article. Maybe I heard it at one point whenever he said it uh, last year. Um, actually, it was in 2020. So he wanted to reduce it in 2020 uh, by 15%. And uh, I guess there were some other things going on in 2020. So maybe no one's paying attention to that. Um, but here's where we are. And it, of course, brings about a lot of other questions about things. Uh, what about trees? You know, if you can't water your, your yard, right, it affects the plants. If if the city can't water the medians and if the city can't water the parks, 
you know, where does this effect go into all of that? It's going to kill the trees, and that has other environmental problems. And uh, that's some of that concern, particularly about trees, has been shared. Peter Kraut of the Calabasas City Council, according to the L.A. Times, said this plan will result not just in brown grass, but in killing countless trees. The damage to our environment will take decades to repair. It will cost taxpayers millions of dollars to remove dead trees and plant new ones. Make sure that whenever you read here, it says ratepayers, not taxpayers, but ratepayers and taxpayers, that's you. Um, make sure that you recognize that that's what it means. When it costs millions of dollars, that means you and me. We're going to pay millions of dollars to replace all of those trees. And uh, you want the trees, right? It affects the um, environmental uh, situation all the way around. Tracy Quinn, an MWD board member, uh, hopes that they can find a way to save a lot of those trees. And uh, so they'll probably work on it. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to join the conversation. Uh, Rick from Camarillo, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Rick? Hey, I'm doing fine, but our society is not. Uh, big things that are going on. In November 1974, I became a stockbroker uh, in Ventura, California. And the Dow Jones is only 570. Yeah, I and remember that. Rick, we're talking, about, we're talking about water right now. Are you going to talk about okay, the... Uh... wait, wait, wait. This is more important than water. No, no, no. Hey, because... hey, Rick, tell you what. Hey, Rick, hold on. On Friday, we're going to do Open Line Friday. You can call me back on Friday, and I'd love to talk about what you're going to talk about. But that's what we're doing on Friday. Right now, we're talking about the water issue uh, this hour on our show. And uh, that's something you can remember. I know that everybody's got a lot to say, and, Rick, I'm glad that you're listening, and I think you probably have a great point. Call me on Friday. We'll do some Open Line, and we'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. But here right now, we'd love to have you call. And uh, let's talk about what's going on with the water restrictions that are that are coming. And one of the things, maybe we can give each other some advice. What are some ways to save water? We're being called upon to do that. We're going to have restrictions. Um, what are some ways that you can do that? David in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, David. What are your water-saving tips? Well, you know, I see a lot of people that they drive, they, they're taking their uh, driveways with a water hose. And I think people ought to report them because uh, there's a lot of people that I see when I'm driving uh-huh. that they're using their driveways with a water hose. And I think, think that's a misuse of water. Do you really think we ought to? I, I agree with you, especially in times of drought, we shouldn't be spraying down the driveway and wasting the water. I mean, that's going to be one of the things. They're, they're telling us we're not even supposed to water our plants except for once a week starting June 1st. Uh, do you really think we ought to report people when we see them, or should we just uh, – is there a way to not turn it into reporting our neighbors and just saying, hey, you know, is there a nice way to say, hey, you know, we're in a drought, just a reminder, don't water down your driveway? Can we? Are we a society that can do that, or is that not going to work? Oh, that, 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 that wouldn't work? Yeah, would that work? Rather than reporting them to some government official. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just exactly. a thought. Yeah. All right, David, good call. I, I understand that we shouldn't be watering down our driveways just to clean it off. And I understand that works. I've watered down my driveway before, not for many years. Haven't done that for a long, long time. But I've done that before. It looks better, right? Uh, people water down their driveway when they're about to sell their house and you, you get, you know, the photographer comes by and they're taking pictures of the house and you water it down because it looks nice. Have you ever noticed that the streets are always wet in movie sets? Um, it's because it just looks better for some reason when it's wet. But it is a bunch of water that uh, that you're wasting with all of that. And during the time of drought especially, we shouldn't be doing that. 
Uh, I don't know about reporting your neighbors, right? To to it's something that we're that's also happening, and and there may be a a tip line right where you can. So when he says that, I think that that we're living in a time when we are being encouraged to tattle on our neighbors. Isn't there a better? Can we make? And I know I'm saying this, and I'm already picturing the the cursing out I might get if I said to somebody, hey, you know, we're in a drought. Let's not wash down our driveway. And, you know, what businesses of yours, buddy? That's probably the response only in a much meaner way. Um, you could put it on uh, you could put it on nextdoor.com. You ever go to that that website and have a big fight on there, I guess, about it. But I feel like maybe just as citizens, before we're reporting people, that we can have an ethos of, hey, remember, we're in a drought. We're all in this together. If you want to water your plants and you want to save the trees, let's not spray down our driveways um, and all of that. Just a thought there. Um, 888-528-2557, what are your water-saving tips? What are your thoughts about the restrictions that are coming? Uh, Ruggiero from Woodland Hills. Ruggiero, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Ruggiero. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. Good, good. Good, very good. Yeah, what are some changes so, you've made? Um, well, the changes that I've made is uh, regarding my washer, uh, when I do laundry. Um, it's uh, basically what I did. I install a reservoir outside, and my washer basically dumping the you know used water into the reservoir. I changed the soap, uh, the, the, the type of soap that I use for, uh, for uh, the, the clothing that I'm washing. And uh, with, uh, with the type of soap that is actually, you know, uh, environmentally friendly. Um, and uh, basically, I'm, I'm using that wash, uh, the, basically that water wash to uh, water my, my trees. And, and I only use uh, the, the water uh, system for uh, washing the yards and, and the trees uh, uh, in at night. Okay. Because uh, otherwise it's gonna it's gonna evaporate during the yeah. day. So that's a really good idea. Hey, uh, so in your system, watering in at night, mainly at night, uh, and uh, no no watering during the day because the sun or the heat of the day is gonna evaporate like at least forty percent of your water that you're putting down on the ground. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this: How does somebody go about putting that kind of reservoir in in their house? Is it something you can do yourself? Can you buy a kit at Home Depot or something, or is it expensive? How would how would somebody do that? I think it's a great idea to recycle the water and use it that way. I think that's a real good idea. How do you yeah, do it? That is, uh, it, yeah, you, you can go online. You can buy it on Amazon. There's a reservoir for, for water. You know, you can find even uh, in a recycler, people don't use anymore those, uh, those water bean that, being disposed rather than throw it to the to the garbage or the recycler, you can you can ask somebody to you know sell it or whatever you know like a fifty gallon fifty five drum fifty five gallon drums and uh, and you can use that uh, for uh, basically uh, using uh, as a reservoir for your for your um, for your washer basically. You need you... to change the soap though. You got to change your your soap that you're right. using for. Uh, Sulfate, you know, sulfate is good for, for plants, basically. Yeah. That's what it is. That makes sense. Now, do you need a plumber to install something like that, or can you do it yourself? You can do it yourself. I mean, it's not, I mean, if you're handy, I mean, you can look it up on YouTube. That, uh, and there's, uh, you know, YouTube is, is very good uh, 
platform where you can you know you can find a lot of stuff and it, pretty YouTube's smart amazing people find uh, right okay. right hey uh Rujiro, that's a great call. Thank you very much for that advice. I think that's a great idea. I think we ought to have that installed in our houses anyway, ways to recycle. Because you're just flushing it down the drain and it goes to wherever. And I know they repackage it and send it back to you however they do that. He had a very good point there. I, I'm looking at uh, the website right now and you can buy a, you know these water reservoirs for about 50 bucks. That's not bad. And uh, can you install it yourself? Yes, and there's videos on YouTube. But he did say if you're handy, which is I think the key, the key phrase for me. Because particularly with plumbing, uh, I think it's a, you know, it's a curse in my family. We can't do it. The the plumbing, it doesn't happen. I I once decided to uh, try to fix a valve underneath a sink in my bathroom, and I turned it into Old Faithful, flooded the house, and it just shot right off there. And uh, when I told somebody about it, they, they laughed at me. And because it turned out they, this particular valve, I'm trying to turn the bolt to tighten it, and it turns out that's not a bolt. It looks like a bolt. It just isn't. It's a different kind of thing, and you needed a special tool. I had no idea. I don't even know what I'm talking about. What I do know is I had a geyser in my my bathroom five seconds before we went on vacation. We're actually out the door. I actually just went out, cleaned up, the, turned off the water to the whole house, and cleaned up the water on the floor, and then we left, and I had to deal with it when we got home. How are you saving water? What are some ways that you're responding to the water crisis that is announced today for Southern California? Southern California will have to cut back on water, and in particular parts of L.A., Ventura, and San Bernardino counties, starting September or June 1st, you'll have to cut back and only water use the, the water uh, in your backyard, water your plants and stuff one day a week, and that'll go down to zero days a week in September. I would think the rest of the state may have some... Uh, other restrictions placed on them eventually. I think the different water districts, they, they tend to follow suit. Uh, somebody has a you know a Zoom call or something, and they're like, hey, let's all do it, and they, they do it. 888-LA-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. What are some ways that we can save water? What are some good things to do? Uh, his other advice is to look at the soap. That's, uh, that's an important feature if you're going to uh, use the water for uh, watering your trees. Using it for trees is something that people are worried about. Uh, 888-528-2557. One of the uh, other things that we did uh, in the last drought was we did remove the um, the grass from our front yard. And I say grass loosely. It was the, uh, the, the weeds that were there that I mowed every week just for the sense of normalcy, but uh, I'm not sure there was any actual usable grass. And uh, we put in tons of rocks, and um, and I have to say it was not that hard, and it was not that expensive, and it even looked pretty good. So I'm not handy with the plumbing, but I was handy with the rocks. I did that, and it worked. Uh, how about that? 888-528-2557. Uh, Sean from San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. Yeah, we did the same thing. A little beach sand in the front yard, removed anything. Now we just got to pull up weeds, but yeah. I'm kind of wondering how much of this is manufactured i mean with the past two years of the cdc and all that stuff but um i, I kind of don't trust the government like we know that they're letting water out the delta and um are they they're why are they trying to manufacture a shortage so you don't think there is uh, a shortage is, it, I, or I you know. or you wonder I, you wonder I, about I, it. I wonder what the, yeah. what the percent is that they're actually letting out what what the uh, percent is that we're actually using from the colorado and the delta up yeah. north but um, it'd be easy enough to find out. But, all right. Uh, yeah, well, check yeah. it out, Sean. Uh, thanks for your call and your question. I guess there's, with all of this stuff and in the world we live in, next hour we actually may talk about some of the thinking that is driving us to even question things like this. You know, what I would say is 
it's been pretty clear to me that we haven't had a lot of rain. And when I do see the lakes and the reservoirs that I've driven by, they're clearly much less than they used to be. And there is a lot of politics going on with the water and the water that we take from the Colorado and water from different parts of the state. And when you have shortages, uh, everybody wants to make sure they're taken care of. And there's a lot of problems coming. There's a lot of problems coming with electricity, by the way, this summer. We'll have that conversation later on. But I've been talking to an insider. You know, California, we we boast that something like 97 percent of our energy that we produce in the state is clean energy. But what we don't talk about is how much we buy from other states that is not clean energy. And so we're kind of fibbing about that. Um, we're, we're moving our carbon footprint to other states. But in the context of anybody's argument about global warming or climate change, uh, that actually makes no difference whatsoever. We're not really doing anything. We're just shifting the blame somewhere else. How, how do we save water? 888-528-2557. That's the number. And um, we're going to get a bunch of calls. And I'm going to take a break here in just a second. So hang on through the break and we'll take your calls. And I appreciate your advice. I think that's really good. And taking out the uh, your grass, that might be something that you do. And you can make that look really nice and the maintenance is better. You can roll out this tarp underneath it. That's the key to make sure you don't get any weeds. you got to put that tarp in really well. And uh, that can help. Eventually, the weeds are smart enough to come around the sides. But uh, you can sell your house and let the next person do that. That's what I did. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557 to join our conversation. I'll be right back with your calls. Stay tuned and and hold on. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, splishing and splashing at least until June 1st when we have to cut back our water supply. In most of the Los Angeles area, Ventura and San Bernardino counties, parts of those counties, I think the rest of the Southern California counties will probably follow suit with uh, drought relief, drought cutbacks. And we've seen this before, although it's unprecedented, they're saying there's something that makes it unprecedented. I think it's just the, the very low level of of water that we have in the reserves right now. The number is 888-528-2557. We're asking, what are some things that we can do to save water? Abraham from California. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, sir. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Abraham, how are you doing? Okay, sir. I'm doing good. I'm on the 91 freeway heading home and listening to your radio show. Oh, well, great. And uh, I, got, I, got, I got the solution for this water shortage. Okay, go for and it. I, 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 really, I really believe it'll work. Uh, okay, so I figure uh, every time you flush the toilet, there's around like two or three gallons, right? Uh-huh. At least two or three gallons going down the toilet. Yeah, something like that. Maybe at least one. People. And then what? At least one? Yeah, there's at least one gallon. The, the people with, with uh, uh, swimming pools. So you got toilets. And swimming pools, those are major consumptions of water right there. So the way I see it is maybe they need to put a restriction on how many times you can flush the toilet. <laughs> and that that, would, well, that restriction should be for everybody across the board, including our, our government officials. Yeah, how are they going to, how are they going to enforce that? Well, uh that's, that's yeah, they, one right there. Yeah, there you go. I understand what you mean. I think that one of the things you can do to save water, though, is not necessarily flush every time you go. You can actually save a lot by doing that. I got a bunch of calls, Abraham. Thank you for your call. I think uh, 
you know, those things, how do you enforce that? You know, were we going to put a, uh, some kind of monitor on, uh, on the governor's uh, commode in the governor's mansion? Um, apparently, they, uh, the government is, though, monitoring uh, the sewage for, uh, for COVID numbers. Did you know that? It's a whole other story, but they can kind of figure out where the COVID is stronger because of what's in the water. Somebody has that job. I wonder what that pays. Uh, let's go to Sh- uh, Shireen in Inglewood. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Shireen. How, what are your tips for saving water? Okay, so my tips for saving water, uh, it'll begin with the drought we had maybe about three years ago. We removed all the grass, and we just put brick in the yard. Uh, as a result of that, though, I still wanted to have a pretty yard, so I have house plant, I have yard, plants in my yard. So to and most of them are drought resistant. There's succulents, mm. very few what I call soft leaf plants. But to water them, every time I turn on the water in the morning, it's always cold, and that's when I like to take my shower. So in the sink, I run the water inside of water containers, like one gallon water containers, because I've learned that it takes about one gallon of water and maybe two cups for it to go from cold to hot. So I save that water, and at the end of the week, I easily have about 20 of those one-gallon containers, and that's what I use to water my plants with. That is a great idea. How many of us do that? How many of us uh, turn the water on to wait for it to get hot? How much water do we just pour down the sink while we're doing that? Uh, You save it. That's a great idea, Shireen. Thank you for sharing that. That's a fantastic idea, actually. And and the succulents and the different things, you make your yard look, look pretty good. Uh, with different kinds of plants. That was really smart. Uh, Chris from Whittier, what do you think we should do with the water shortage? How do we save some water? I see a future where houses are going to be outfit to use water the way motorhomes do. Mm. But they have a system of clear water, brown water, and black water. Brown water is water that you use in your sink after you do your dishes, after you take a bath or a shower. Right. That's stored, and that water is what's used to flush the toilet. That water is what's used to water your grass. That's brown water. It's not for drinking. And, of course, black water is when you flush a toilet, then it's gone through the sewer. But that way, you kind of make use of water as it cascades from one level to the next to the next. I think it's so efficient. That's how motorhomes work. Yeah. That's how you can go on a three-week trip with one tank of water and get everything you need out of it. That's right. I think that's real good advice. I think that you're right. I think that some of we're making some moves toward that now with houses. Thank you for calling, Chris. We're making some moves right now in houses for using recycled water. Uh, Businesses are using uh, recycled water uh, that the city has uh, different lines for that to water grass and things. You don't want to drink it. You know, don't do that. Uh, We have that at our church, and we had to learn, you know, don't let the kids run through the sprinklers. It's not that kind of water. Uh, we'll have to have some other kind of kids event. Uh, you're listening to Southern California Live. We're talking about tips to save water since we're going to be uh, having water restrictions put on us very, very soon in Southern California. Linda from Bonita, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, how you doing? Good, Linda. Uh, I'm glad you're talking about. I'm glad you're talking about this. Uh, it's important. Couple of things. I I'm a gardener. I have my own uh, vegetable garden. And unfortunately, I just bought a bunch of new vegetables for the summer, and uh, I don't see how I'm going to be able to cope with a, too mm. big of a water restriction. But uh, you can save water by uh, not taking so many showers, like shower every other day, 
sponge bath between the days that you're going to shower. And then when you shower and you have to wash your long hair, uh, you can take a Navy shower, you know, just soak everything up, turn the water off, and then turn it back on when you're ready to rinse it out. Well, all right. That uh, those are some good ideas. I don't think they work for everybody to not shower every day. You know, some of you, you got to find a solution. But shorter showers. But I think for some people, you're right. That would work. And uh, you know, many people do have gardens that they uh, rely on. I think it's a great idea to be growing stuff uh, in your backyard. You can do it in pots. You can do it uh, in your in your yard if you um, can do that. You have to keep the critters out. Hard to do that. There's some work involved with it, but it's a it's a good endeavor. For, for all of us, I think, to grow stuff. It feels good to grow stuff and uh, to grow stuff, make it part of your meal. I think it feels good because we're, we're designed to do that. You know, uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord took God, took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And that's a big part of why we're created. You know, work in the Bible is not part of the curse. You know, you might think your particular job is part of the curse, and I understand that can happen sometimes, but uh, and there is the hardship in work that is part of the curse, but work itself is actually a blessing, and in particular, tending to a garden. And I think that is why in the in our humanity, the way we're created, that's why it feels great to grow stuff. You can get a you can go to Home Depot and buy a tomato plant, and just it's a potted plant, and, and grow some tomatoes. We once were growing tomatoes, and we were growing peppers, and we grew some other things, and we made salsa out of it. And you know what? It was fun, and it even tasted really good. A lot of things you can do. So there's a threat to the water, but it doesn't take a lot of water, some of these things. Uh, saving it and being careful, good idea. 888-528-2557. We're talking about some water-saving tips that we want to do. Troy from San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. Still there, Troy? Um, when it comes, hello. When it comes to the whole drought thing, it's actually nationwide. So I think we're going to have to build desalination plants, specifically in Texas and Colorado, and build an infrastructure. And you pay for that by shutting down Planned Parenthood. <laughs> okay, all right, Troy. Well, you got to pay for it somehow, and there's money going to all kinds of things. Thank you for calling, uh, Troy. Desalinization plants, you know, it's too bad. It really is too bad that we don't live right next to you know, a large source of water. It's too bad that our state is not right next to the largest body of water in the solar system. It's too bad that's not true. It seems like there is a solution for that. And uh, there is. I'm going to take Ted's call. Ted in Los Angeles, you are saying we need better solutions to the problem. What are your thoughts? Hello. Hello, Ted in Los Angeles. Hi, Ted. Hi. Um, Basically, we know the Israelis uh, invented drip irrigation. They've turned the desert into oasis, just like the Bible said. Um, drip irrigation is the answer, not putting rocks in. Rocks conduct heat like a heat, heat rock in a reptile cage. Mm. Now, we know for a fact in the San Fernando Valley, it's 15 to 20 degrees hotter than the original temperature it was out there when it was orchards and the original people that lived there. And since they filled it with concrete and streets, it's hotter because of concrete and streets. Now, why would we pay people to put rocks in front of their house when that conducts heat? We need more green, just like the Israelis have done. So there should be incentives for our city and the state to put in drip irrigation and stop wasting people's money putting rocks in front of their house, which just conducts heat. That is an interesting point. Uh, I should look into that, Ted. Now, Ted, is the drip irrigation, what is, will that work for the typical things people put in their yard, grass, 
you know, uh, different kinds of plants, absolutely, trees. Absolutely. Will it work for that? Look, we have, we have an unbelievable immigrant population. Some of the hardest working people in the world. Our Latin people know everything. It'll put people to work. <laughs> Uh, drip irrigation is the answer. The Israelis mm. invented it. The Israelis invented the cherry tomato, which is debatable, we know. But, I mean, my God, I mean, the Israelis have done nothing but help us in this world. It's helped in Africa. We need drip irrigation, and it'll solve everything. And we need more green, not more rocks. It's, we're not reptiles in a cage with a hot rock. It'll do nothing but – and then it'll change the weather patterns, and we'll have more rain, just like they did in, in Israel. The weather hat patterns patterns have changed over there. Uh, thank you, Ted, for that call. That's interesting. That's interesting stuff there. And you know what? When I put the rocks in my house, it looked nice, but it was hotter. It definitely, you know, walking up to the house and in the house, it was definitely a lot warmer. Um, you know, and that's not scientific kind of, a scientific opinion I'm giving you there, but it was my experience. I think that there are other things that uh, we can do. The desalinization plant. There's one in Carlsbad that opened up. Uh, Carlsbad to San Diego County. It now provides 10% of San Diego County's water. Uh, just yesterday, though, a a proposed desalinization plant was shot down that was going to go in Huntington Beach. And there's a lot of environmental reasons and you know, worried about the, the fish and the, the water and, and earthquake reasons. There are a bunch of reasons there, and people will fight about those kinds of things. Obviously, the company that wants to build it is saying it's a bunch of hooey, uh, but the California Coastal Commission did shoot it down. But it does seem to me that big body of water next to us, uh, we ought to be able to do something with that to not have a drought. That seems like an obvious thing uh, also that we can do. We've got to take a break. We're talking about the water shortage, giving each other some tips about what we can do to save water. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Southern California Live. It's good to be with you. We are talking about the water shortage and water restrictions that will be put on us pretty soon because of the drought starting June 1st in parts of L.A., Ventura, San Bernardino County. I think other counties will probably follow suit. Another cryptic message came out today saying that September 1, you won't be able to water your plants at all if uh, we don't cut back this summer. So we're giving each other some tips on how to save water. I think that these are good tips anyway, right? We shouldn't just be... Wasting water. It's something we teach our kids, right? Don't leave the faucet on while you're brushing your teeth. You know, get the water on there, then turn it off, brush your teeth, turn it back on when you need it. It's a message that we we share, but we just leave it running, don't we, Um, all the time. And that is the blessing of living in our country, that we have abundance so much. But we've got a shortage now. we got to deal with that. Uh, Let's go to the phones. The number is 888-528-2557. Terry and Julian. Welcome to Southern California Hi. Live. Hi. Hello. Hi, Terry. Hi. Um, yeah, we have a well, but I was telling the gentleman that answered the phone uh, to get my call that when I had an exchange student from Japan, from Tokyo, Japan, um, mm-hmm. I heard the shower go on and it went off like shortly afterwards. And then later on, it went back on. And I asked them, I said, you know, you can turn the water on. It isn't going to hurt to leave the water on. And in, in Japan, and in Tokyo anyway, where he was growing up, he said that that's how they shower. That's how they conserve water is that they get all wet and then they wash, you know, scrub themselves, however, whatever they do to mm-hmm. get clean. And then they rinse off. 
Yeah. So they don't have the shower running while they're taking a shower. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you know, and, uh, you know, we're kind of, uh, thank you for your call, uh, Terry. I think that's also good advice for how to shave water. Imagine how many, how how to save water, shave. I'm, I said shave water. It must be because I'm thinking shower. How to save some water. Imagine how many gallons just go down the drain because we're standing there in the in the shower. I know the water feels good. I like to get it really hot. I call it the poor man's sauna. But uh, I'm wasting the water, aren't I? That's a good idea. Other cultures teach us a lot. You know, as Americans, we sometimes forget that we're the oddballs, actually, in the world, meaning that the way we do things, the abundance we have, the blessing that we have been given is not shared by most of the world. And we can learn a lot from how other cultures have learned to cope with having less. And actually, it's uh, maybe more responsible, isn't it? Good call. Uh, Cherie or Sherry from Arcadia. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi there. So the articles that I've been reading that I've been studying up on have to do with cloud seeding. In other words, sending silver uh, ions into the clouds to making it rain. And this has been, this goes back to the 1940s. It was even supposed to be used as a weapon of war at Mm -hmm. one time. But there's many articles on that where we can we actually have the science science to make it rain yeah that's an interesting thing in new mexico actually they just passed uh, uh a permit or whatever some kind of cloud seeding plan in new mexico gets approval uh just got approved this week uh for that i think china does that that's what they did to get rid of all the smog before the olympics well i'm not saying that should be in in place of being responsible because we should all be for sure with water but i but i do think that plus you know the many other wonderful options that everyone's talking about and i've done that by the way the japanese way of showering because it bothers me to leave the water running but mm. that's been since i was a kid and uh-huh. i was born and raised in california and it still bothered me to leave the water running <laughs> well i think so, that's i think that's good uh good for you thank you for your call is it sheree or sherry Sherry. Sherry, thank you for your call very much. Uh, Connie in Buena Park, welcome to Southern California. Yes, hello. Hi, Connie. Hello. I just, yeah, I just want to have a comment about this drought because in the whole year, we, there have been a rain. In 1995, when I was a tourist here, there was not no any rain in one in, during that year, and there was no drought. But the thing is, my concern is, the marijuana plantation in California sucks water more than a human being. Each day they water the marijuana plantation. Yeah, you know what uh, is interesting? Thank you for your call, uh, Connie. Um, when you, I saw it on the screen, you were going to say that uh, you're blaming marijuana farmers for it, and I thought, well, are they you know, too high and they're leaving the water on all night? Like, Dude, I forgot to turn it off again. You know, I thought, And then I looked it up, and you know what? Actually, the Water Education Foundation... I don't know anything about that group, but it looks legit. They have a study that came out last year that said that marijuana farmers are blamed for water theft as drought grips the American West. So there's a lot of uh, marijuana. <laughs> I guess it's for real that they're stealing the water from other farms and other places. And, you know, it's amazing how, many, how much we learn on this program. We have such a smart audience. Thank you for bringing up uh, that to us. And uh, we're learning so much. Just got a couple of Minutes left here. The number is 888-528-2557, Southern California Live. Water-saving tips we're talking about. Cindy from Los Angeles, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I have a drought 
tolerant yard, seven years going. And, uh, you know, mulch. Ground cover is very important. It helps to retain the moisture so you water less. Um, just because it's a drought-tolerant yard doesn't mean it's not beautiful. They're some of the most beautiful yards. I get comments all the time. Plant your plants, your drought-tolerant plants, close to each other. They shelter each other, especially during the dry season and the hot time. Uh, make sure you cut your plants back um, when it's uh, time to trim them back. Don't cut them too short, but cut them back, especially when we're in a drought. You don't want them to flower too much. It takes more energy. Mm. Um, it's true about the rock garden. It does heat up your yard, and I know plenty of people that have the drip system in their yard. is fabulous. Ah, also very interesting. Use a, um, garden hose that has a shutoff. Um, nozzle. You use less water. Remember, don't um, let the water run when you're washing your car, but it's better to take it to a car wash that echoes the water. All right. Hey, good call, Cindy. Thank you for, for that. Um, that's the second person who said drip system better than rocks. Probably takes some more uh, ingenuity, but it's not that hard. Like somebody else said, the, there's a YouTube video out there to describe how to do anything. Uh, it's amazing the access to information that we have today. That's some good thinking, and I think it pays off to not only get the work done and save the water, saves you some money on your bill. You probably get the money back because the water bill goes down. Uh, hopefully, it goes down, um, and uh, that's all. That's all good. Uh, let's see, Richard from Menifee, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you for taking the call. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, just got a couple of things. I heard a gentleman talking about brown water, which I believe is the same as gray water. And I've heard that some cities don't allow gray water systems, which I don't see what the problem is. But I've heard of that as one way to uh, to recycle, reuse your water, to, to water your trees, plants, whatever. Um, and I think that would be a, a great idea, although I'm not sure if it's legal in a lot of a lot of places. It permitted. might be a newer technology uh, or it's harder to do. I don't know why it would be illegal. Uh, I know that there was a company in San Diego where they reversed the pipes and the uh, water going into the building was the brown water and the water doing the grass was the clean water. And that uh, disgusted an awful lot of people um, after they found that out. Yeah. Um, hey, Richard, yeah. I got a bunch I, would, of- I would think maybe a filtration system. But one, one, more, one more point. How about if we just pray to our Heavenly Father for more rain? We can ask for more rain. You know, that is a great point. We should ask God to send the rain, um, and uh, maybe he'll do that. Thank you for your call, Richard. Um, Brian Compton, thanks for calling hey. Southern California Live. Yeah, Brian, go. Hey, you know what? They always, God always says the best for last, and you know what? What our brother just said right there is true. But yeah. there's one thing that we're all missing out on is uh, we can't ask for the Lord to bless us unless if we repent of our sins first. Am I right? I love yep. you, brother. And yep. you know what? Everything you're saying is so true. And what is true in the natural is also true in the spirit. And for those who do not believe, God sends a message to the natural so we can see what's going on right now. But God lets us know in the spirit that there's a famine in the land and it's a spiritual famine. And that's how we're getting uh, this drought because the people are fading away from God. We need to repent individually in prayers and nations so that God will hear our prayers and when he sees our heart and knows know that we mean it, he'll water our land, bring mm. down the dew from heaven, and that water is the bread of life, the written and the spiritual word of God, and he will heal our land, but until we do it, it's not going to happen. 
And this is what needs to take place, is that we need to stand together and worship God and love each other unconditionally. Until we do that, God is going to say, you know what, if you don't want to obey my word, I can't bless you because I love you. But if you don't hate, if you don't love me, you hate me. How am I supposed to love you? So we need to love each other. All right, Brian. Yep, I got to go, Brian. We got to take a break here. It's a hard break. You know what? That is a good place to to end on is that we need to pray. And, you know, there's, he's telling me that. And the the pastor in me is going, oh, there are so many great sermon illustrations about a drought. And uh, he's right. We need to, as a people, repent and turn to the Lord. And, uh, you know, the, the blessings that we get when we put our trust in the Lord, there are so many different kinds. It matters. And we have a God who loves us. We have a God who is present and a God who wants the best for us and a God who promises us a future where there is no drought of any kind, where there is the living water that will always flow, Revelation tells us, in uh, the new heaven and the new earth. And there will be no drought. There will be no thirst. We will have a living water that is Jesus Christ. So much there. Hey, great great calls this afternoon. And I want to encourage you to to do what you can, you know, save water, be responsible. We are, we are the stewards of the earth and we don't need to get political about it left and right about climate change and whatever's happening. We have the situation where we have it and whatever the case may be, let's, let's do what we can. Hey, before we go in this hour, and uh, if you are um, listening on, in Los Angeles area, go to kkla.com. There's lots of different ways that you can connect with people who are other listeners and there is a Mother's Day event, a single mom event for Mother's Day. It's on Saturday, May 7th at Core Church in Los Angeles. And I'd encourage you to go to that. The comedian who's going to be there, it's a great show. Her name is Carrie Pomeroli. We've had her at our church. She's hilarious. And the purpose of this is to bring a single mom uh, for Mother's Day for a celebration brunch. And I think you will really enjoy it. You know, the the single moms, whenever I'm with a single mom and counseling and the amount of work they have to do, you know, as a parent, you have to do a whole lot of work. And moms in general, you know, my wife, I'm amazed that she does so much with the kids, you know, and I'm with the kids and in, you know, two hours, I'm tired. Is it bedtime yet? Is it time to go to bed? Um, There are so many women working so hard to raise their kids right now. This event is for you. Go to kkla.com, click on the link for the Mother's Day brunch. It's May 7th do that. This is Southern California Live Wednesday edition. We'll be right back with hour two. Don't go away.